0: Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of The Database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg. Where for today's issue and sheer we're going to be addressing the question of Ketzad Mirakdin Lifne HaKala. How it is that we are supposed to dance before the Kala. And what exactly does that mean? What is the question of the Gemara? This is a very famous Gemara that appeared in Daf Yomi recently in Ksubis, has Zion and Mabez at the bottom, going on to Yud Zion and at the top. This Daf was actually featured this past Shabbos, and actually for those who are listening, who are also listeners of BTW About To Be The Workshop, I'll just mention as a parenthetical side story that I did something that I don't normally do when I daven for the Ammud on Shabbos, when I daven Shacharis for the Ammud, and I used a song from the daf as opposed to just uh, doing a song from the Parsha. Since the daf featured Ketzad Murakht and Lifne Akala, I decided to actually use Kate Sadmarach and for Kayla Adon. Al Kalamassim. And believe it or not, three people commented on that song choice, um, acknowledging that they realized that I did it because of the daf. So for the Hamavin and Yevon crowd, um, um, at least in the daf Yomi world, um, that, uh, that didn't go unnoticed. Um, for some of my other... Uh, friends that I had to um, explain it to who weren't holding in the daf, so they appreciated it once I explained it. But anyway, we have this very famous line, very famous song, and it's obviously um, famous for being used at weddings during the time that everyone dances in front of the kala when the and kala are sitting together. And in fact, um, the Gemara had discussed such a, such a, a topic um, um, with the Gemara originally on Tess, Zion, Amidbeis, was looking for different proofs that the woman in question who might be um, trying to win her ksuba from the husband, let's say in the case of a divorce or in the case of Rachmanat's of son, where the husband passes away and she becomes an almana, so she wants to claim her ksuba. So if she wants to claim 200, which is the price for a besula, a virgin, so she needs proof that she was a virgin. Normally, if you actually have the Ksuba document, then you don't have to you don't have to make bring any proofs. But let's say something happened to the documents. So the Gemara discusses different proofs that maybe we would know that Adam, who were there, can attest that she was a bsula. And how would they know that? They would know that based on minhagim that were performed at the time. So apparently, back then, they only had special dancing in front of the Kala if you were um, if she was a Psula for um, for a ba'ula, someone who was a non-virgin, so they apparently did not have that minhag. But anyway, the Gemara segues from there to talk about this question of Ket Saberakht and Lifne And as we'll see from context, the question is not exactly a, a question about dancing, and we'll have to try to figure out what exactly is the question of the Gemara, and we'll hopefully also address some other very pressing questions. But we'll do that after I just first mention once again that if you enjoy these Shirim and others on the podcast and you want to partner up with us uh, by giving a sponsorship, or if you just have questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations for Shirim, or if you want to join the Database Podcast WhatsApp group for uh, updates, um, schedules for upcoming Shirim, the links for every uploaded Shear. So then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B E I S at gmail.com. Okay, so as you look through the Gemara, it, what's clear is that the Gamar is not really asking what should be the right way to dance like how actually you should dance in front of the kala what moves should you do in front of the kala right um, that's a separate issue that's uh, actually a peeve of, of mine of my, my brothers and I have this peeve about people who um, you know go out of their way to get into the circle to do Kate you know for, for Kates Marocton and they uh, they have some not so exciting dance moves which um, are uh, sometimes pitiful to watch but that's not the question of the Gemara the Gemara is not actually asking what's the right way to dance you know how, how many flips should you do should you do this or that the Gemara is asking a completely different question Rashi says when you dance in front of the Kala so um, how are we what, what should we say meaning when we're praising her when we're being makales her to, to, to laud her in front of her her new husband her new chasa and her groom so the question was, the question is what is the proper way to do that that's the question of the Gemara So if that's true, then the question that we have to address, first of all, after we figure out how it is we're supposed to dance in front of the kala or how we're supposed to praise the kala in front of her husband, so the question is, why do we phrase and frame the question in terms of dancing? Just say, how do you praise the kala? Or why do we phrase it as Kate suddenly rocked on the finale kala? How do we dance in front of the kala? Some of them are out that the way they danced back then was part of the dance was they would also sing. And when they would sing, they would, um, they, they, they would, um, say the praises of the Kala, very simply. So um, maybe I'll peep shot the Balabatish answers, the way they would dance was they would also sing praises. And then the question is, how, you know, when they would do these dances, how would they praise? But essentially the question is the same. How do you dance? How do you praise? It's not such a big difference. But that's the first question. And then the next question, if you look at the different answers that appear... In the Gemara And it's famous a famous Machlok That we'll have to touch upon But when you see the answers What seems to be Is that we are addressing Something what, what appears to Appeal to her aesthetics To her physical beauty Hush-up shot That's what is happening here And if that's true Then another Basic question to ask Is Is the Gemara recommending That we To use this term That we rate the Kala We're supposed to you know, are we supposed to you know, s- scale her head to toe and, lo- lo- and, lo- and look at her and then give her a rating to the husband? That's inappropriate on so many levels, and we could even push the question a little further. Is it even appropriate or even permissible for someone to gaze at the kala? There happens to be a very strange line that appears in the Gemara that, that seems to be there's an opinion, such an opinion that you can do such a thing before um, you walk away from the sheer thinking that it is appropriate. The Gemara is going to conclude that it's really not appropriate to do to look at the Kala like that, um, and and I'll be honest, you know, before I actually analyze this Gemara, this is something that I thought about a lot. I think it's very awkward and strange at you know most weddings that, that that we do this, and I don't you know I'm not saying we that everyone does this, but a lot of people do this, and I'm not even saying that I do this because I think it's weird and I don't do this, um, you know, I, at least I try not to. I don't believe I do this. But it is very strange that you know all eyes are on the Kala. You know whether you know when she's walking down, you know, and obviously if, usually all eyes are on whoever's walking down. Your people's eyes are going to be glued because they want to see. You know they stand up because they want to know the hawk, what's going on, who's coming out next. And it is a little bit funny. I think this is a you know good reason why many Kalas they have a nice thick veil that covers them so that people aren't you know staring at them but it is, it is a little bit strange for people especially men to be staring at the kala you know there is really only one person that should be um, and uh, that, that would be the khasim so it is at first glance it seems like a strange thing to do Halachically it appears like a strange thing to do but then the question is what is the gemara suggesting that we do when we that, that we're praising the kala are we supposed to say you know wow your kala is lovely she looks beautiful tonight like 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 well, what really what is the what is the question of kate of ufnei kala asking us to do and perhaps another set of questions that, that arises when we get to the answers of Beshameh and Beishil. we'll look at the Lushan that they use but the most famous um, summary of the answer is that Beshilel basically says you should you should kind of like exaggerate or lie if I'm going to use that term I'll put it in quotes that you should lie or you should exaggerate you should you should praise the Kala for sure don't say anything negative and say you know she's she's wonderful. The the lashon is kala noa Chasuda. Um, and we'll we'll look at the Gemara inside very shortly. And then Beis Shammai says Kemos shehi. Beis says no, you say it like it is. What do you mean? You know, don't 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 uh, sugarcoat it. Just 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 say it like it is. Uh, don't 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 give her a praise that that isn't warranted. So that's what Beis says. Shammai says call it like it is. So, if Beis Hillel, and we'll see in the Gemara that what Beis Shammai is going to counter-argue to Beis Hillel is whatever happens in midvashakir that you're supposed to distance yourself as far as possible from lying. All right? So, how can you, you know, say something that's that's even remotely not true? So the, then the question comes back because Beis Hillel is going to respond. We have to understand Beis Hillel's response, but the question is, what are the parameters for lying in? Perhaps any case, but especially in this case. We know that there are other Gemurahs that talk about, another other Mamari Chazal, for that matter, that talk about the context for when it might be okay and when it might be not okay to bend the truth. But this is a, an important issue. Perhaps that deserves its own shear. Maybe we'll reserve it for a different time. But um, is it ever okay, really, you know, to to, to, to bend the truth, considering Midvar Shekhet Is there a place for bending the truth in Torah? So it, it it is a topic that we touched upon in the past, and I don't think we will not be touching upon it again. I think you should perhaps anticipate a future she'er devoted to the return to such a topic because it's a very important one. But that's something to think about. Perhaps another question you can consider is how important is it to attend a wedding Right, like, is it is something that is a waste of time? Is it something, you know, like, you know, think about the Hir Hurim. If you're looking at the Kala, you know, the Kala's friends, maybe you'll be better off staying staying home. You know, it's a, weddings can be very long. Maybe you can get a, get a lot of time in learning. Whatever your Seder their holy mode is, maybe you'll be better off learning. So should you really go out of your way to go to a wedding? So another important question to think about that we'll hopefully address as we move forward. So the, the, these are just some of the questions. Now... The, the question as, as it appears in the Gemara, so, once again, the Gemara says, den akala. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to quote you this Gemara from more than one place. Because the Gemara appears in Kstubis on Daft Zion and Daf Zain, but really, originally, it is a brysa from Masechah Zarek And it's a brysa that's uniquely elaborated on in its own Talmudic form, most uh, most of the Mesechtes uh, Kitanos, like Derech Eretz and other ones that are out there, Mesechahs Kala, Mesechahs Smachos. So most of the Mesechtes Kitanos, right, These are the tiny Mesechtes that were left out of Shas. They were, you know, they were composed similarly to the Mishnayos, but they were brises, right? Brises were left out. But these Masachtas Kitanos, they are, they are, you know, they're all bundled up in their own little, you know, tractates. They can be found most of them in the back of the uh, masachas of Zara. There, there were a lot of them. Were just placed there. Most of them are just prices, you know. They're, they're Tanaitic writings. However, there is a mesach. The mesach kala rabasi. Meseches kala rabasi. What is kala rabasi? It's not just the regular mesachis kala, but it's actually an elaboration. It's it's a, it's an Aramaic elaboration on multiple mesachis Kitanos. Mesachis kala. Mesachis darach haretz rabba. Mesachis darach zuta. And this it's all in its own right, it's a it's a katana, but this katana differs from the others because it actually resembles the dialectic style of the Gemara. It's not it's not just like, you know, the 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 the, the pithy terse style of the Mishnah. It's not small, it's not it's not, you know, cut short. It's not uh, simplistic, but it's actually it's, it's, it's an elaborate back and forth. Eh? It's similar to the debate style that you find in the Gemara. So we're gonna that, that's gonna be the fuller form of the discussion, which is warranted. But we'll first look at the Gemara, and then we'll look at some of the Mafarshim who address our question. So once again, Beis says Kala Kemos Shehi. says that's the way to praise the Kala as is, and then continues the Gemara. Beis Halamim Kala Noa Right, she's 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 wonderful, she's pleasant, she's chasuda. So no uh shah means beautiful, chasuda pashab shah means that she is um, she's righteous, she's pious. So basil Bisham is the baseline, uh ger Isah Suma, yeah, but what if she's if she's lame or blind? So lo, you're gonna say Kala noavi v'chasuda. But Torah Umr, doesn't the Torah say Midvashakir tirchak? Distance yourself from a lie, from a false statement. So I'm really lohem be'shilu be'shamai. But once again, be'shilu responds be'shamai. But even according to you, mishalokach mikach ram in shuk. Someone buys a bad purchase from the from the marketplace. So what would you do, be'shamai? Says be'shilu. I'll tell you what you would do. Ishabchenu be'ainov or yiganenu be'ainov. Which one would you do? Would you praise in front of him or would you uh, say insulting things in front of him? Have a omer. Surely you would say that the answer would be shabchenu be'ainov. You should praise should say something nice. Interesting, we don't get an answer from Beis Shamai. We have to understand what is Beis Hillel's answer to Beis Shamai. by the way. But then the Gemara just concludes, Mikhanam Amru chachamim. So there, from here, the Chachamim said, Le'olam te sheladu me'oreves me'brios. A person's uh, mind... Should be urevis, it should be mixed with the Brios, with fellow creations. In other words, you should try to see things in the way of fellow creations. Try to say things that will be nice to them. Try to have in mind the emotions of others. Have social awareness, social tact. Say the right thing to other people. So this Gemara definitely needs more elaboration. Because right, Beshame says, how can you tell a lie? Basil says, well, even according to you, right? If someone buys something from the store and they, they bought a, they, you know, they bought an awful-looking... A jacket. They bought an awful-looking watch. You're, you know, you're you're not gonna insult them, right? But so, what would Bishnamai respond? Pashtus. Bishnamai would say, "No, I would tell you not to tell a lie." Right? Isn't Isn't that what Bishnamai would assume? Just say the right thing. Don't you know? You, know, you know, don't tell a lie. Like, is it, how is Base Hillel's answer an answer? In fact, I think it would be more likely that Beishamah would concede to not, you know, not insult the Kala in front of her before you uh, wouldn't insult someone to make a purchase from the store. If someone makes a purchase, you, can, you, know, you could say, oh, yeah, you wasted your money. you know, Or, or at the very least, um, yeah. Okay, I guess if you like it, go ahead. I don't like it so much. You know, I, th- I think Beishamah would probably, I think most people would be more likely to say that before they insult the Kala. And yet, this is base Hillel's argument. Beis Hillel's argument is, oh, you know, you say something nice. Someone purchases something. So clearly, you know, you you, you wouldn't insult him. Like, what is the, what is the nature of base Hillel's response? Would Beis Shammai actually concede to this after Beis Shammai made the argument of Midvar Shekir So we'll, again, we'll have to see the furb- further elaboration from the Masech HaKatanah, from, uh, from Kala Rabassi. But that's, that, that's one thing to consider. Now, just to get to the, uh, the some of the Mefarshim, you should just note, Hosebos right here points out that Beishamah doesn't hold you, you should insult the Kala even if she's ugly. right? Beishamah is not saying that. Beishamah is saying praise her accurately. Don't say something, Chas Hashem, that will be insulting. Don't say something denigrating. Of course not. Even Beishamah would say you can't do that. That's 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 of a year. Malbim, but Shammai is just saying, don't say something, don't exaggerate, don't say anything that's wrong. Say something that's right. You know, she has a she has a good feature, so you can praise that feature. Right, a good virtue, praise that virtue. But don't don't make up a virtue. Don't say something that's wrong. And Base Hill's counter argument is, no, you shouldn't do that. So some of the portion they point out that you should, Badafka uh, should say something that 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 is overarching and overarching praise. Because if you start pointing out particulars. We're gonna assume that she is lacking in other areas, right? If you say, oh wow, she has a really you know, she has, she has a really nice uh, um, attitude, really good personality. So it sounds like you're implying that she's ugly. Right? So you should have an overarching praise of Noah Bihasudas as So that's how Bez Hillel begins to address this question, or address Bez But Bez even even according to B'shamay, there's no question of whether or not you should insult or you definitely should not. Now, when it comes to the uh, the idea of the, where does this Gemara even come from, Ketzeb Maragdim, so he mentioned, yeah, it comes from Masakta uh, Ketano of Daracharetz, but the uh, the question is context of the Gemara. The Maharam Shif points out that earlier when the Gemara was talking about, about dancing, uh, uh, the, which would be the sign that, that the woman was a basula she was a virgin so Maram Shiv says that's why the Gemara digressed to this talking about dancing so now we're talking about one of the things that happened when they danced in front of the kala however the Ben Yoyada comes to address our other question about why we even phrase the question of singing in terms of dancing right, so we give a Balbatish answer but the Ben Yoyada gives another answer the word uh, mir- uh, of, of mirakid, right? Mirakdin or Rikud is the same lushon of sifting Right? And the reason is, when you sift it a long time ago, and even today, if you have uh, the same tools that you use to, uh, a, a sieve or sieve for sifting, so it looks like you're dancing. You shake the thing around. Right, So the, the word is the same. However, Benio Yada points out that the point here of the sifting is the dancing here is talking about when, like actually sifting. When you sift something, you're looking for something and you're trying to avoid something else. Benyoyada says you're trying to find the ochel. When you dance in front of the kala, in other words, when you're trying to find the right words to avoid saying Anything negative You want the ochel Not the psolas Right You don't want the refuse Don't point at something negative Point at something positive Right What's the proper way Says the ben yo uh, the gemara What is the proper way To sift In other words To dance around the issue As it were To beat around the bush And to properly praise the kala Should you exaggerate Like base hillel Or should you literally Just go for The positive thing Right, like as you would, as I should say, figuratively, as you would figuratively go for the ochel just say something that's true and nice, right? And of co- that, that that apparently is the, is the question. And the Ritva understands that that the machlok is here. Why does base Hill go out of his way to say you can say no eva chasuda? Huh? He says Mipne shalom, it's a shalom bias issue, right? We know that you're allowed to be mishan and mepnei shalom. Right, and we're going to see that this appears in the Masakh, the Katana, and Kala Rabasi. They're going to talk about that as well. So Beis Hillel is saying Mishan V'Pnei Shalom Darkei Shalom. We don't want anything negative to come out of this. So you should you should say praise. If there's any possibility of getting to a negative point, we want to avoid that. And according to the Riva, Riva explains that Beis Shammai would be arguing: To what extent is there a danger of, of Darkei Shalom that we're afraid that something's going to happen? Beis Hillel is extra sensitive, and Beis is not as sensitive because he doesn't think that the urgency is the same level. That's how he would explain it. Okay, but now we have to uh, take a look at um, another couple of mafarshim, the Maharsha and the, Mah- the Maharal. They both give a very interesting explanation to Beis Hillel. Because once again, we ask the question: What exactly is Beis Hillel's response to Beis Shammai? isn't he right uh, uh, that, that, that we assume that midvar sheker that you shouldn't tell a lie? So how can you lie in front of the in front of the, uh, front of the like that, right? And, by the way, um, parenthetically, we'll also mention uh, some of the Mufarsham addressed this question of why don't we have an, an, um, an union of praising the chassan in front of the kala. Right? So some of the Mufarsham say, based on other Gemaras, that the kala is just happy to be married, you know, even if her husband is a, ch- a chassar Let's say he's a bum. But she's more happy to be married than to be single. However, a chassan who can marry more than one wife, according to halacha, even though nowadays we don't have that anymore, that institution, based on the uh, based on Rabbeinu Gershom, I mean, so we don't, we, you know, we don't, Ashkenazim don't do that anymore. But but Iker Halacha, right, so you, you could, on the Iker Adin, you could marry more than one wife, so if uh, we want the Chasim to love the wife that he's with, so we, you know, that's why we would even think of talking up the Kala in front of the Chasim, and we don't necessarily have vice versa. However, the question of how can you tell a lie in front of the Chasim? So, and again, how is Beis Hillel's answer, his mushal of, of, of the market purchase, how does that even uh, address Beis Shammai's argument of Midvar Shekir Tirchak? So even before we get to Maseches kala the Maharasha and the Maharal, they both point out, here's the idea of the mushal. When it comes to the marketplace, so, think about it, a person buys something, so, you could tell the person, oh, you, you know, you made a bad deal. But if the person bought it, clearly he wanted it. If he spent the money on it, and he assumes he made the right decision, he clearly saw something that appealed to him about that object. There was some appeal, and it's subjective. So it could be you don't think the kala is that special. But the chassin apparently did, at least enough to get this far. And if that's true then it's not a lie to say something positive about the kala. And we'll see what Noah might mean. But apparently the chassan thought she was to at least some extent Noah Hasuda, even if she is blind, even if she is lame. So if that's true, then really there's something positive to say whether it's a virtue, whether it's the way she looks, something appealed to the if something appealed to the chassan. Just like when the person bought something, something clearly appealed to him, even if you didn't think it's the best deal. But it's not a lie to say a praise if the praise is going to be subjective anyway, if beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. And if the chassan is the beholder, then what you would be saying, which would be positive, wouldn't be a lie, even if you don't feel the same way. If he feels the same way, it could be true. And this is, in fact, what the Gemara means when it says, "Da'ito Adam should be meuriv and abrios." It means that you shouldn't just think about your own perspective; think about other people's perspective, and think about what he would want to hear. And not only not just what would he would want to hear, but what would be true, quote unquote, his truth, as it were, when he looked at the skala. You could praise her, just like you would, uh, just like you would go, like you know, when when someone buys something, even if you disagree. But if your daas is meuriv you could find something positive to say, and not necessarily, uh, you know, call it a lie, uh, you know, bending of the truth, for someone who bought something to make him feel good. Who says it has to be a lie? And Beis says right? Of course, you're never going to tell any lies. But basically says, no, no, Avil is not a lie either. Go for it. So that's how the. Maharsha and the Maharal beautifully um, explain the Gemara. And that I heard from a Ravi Heskal Hartman um, in his uh, Shor Machshav on the Daf. It's, a, um, it's a, another wonderful podcast, and it's a WhatsApp group that you could join too. But uh, that was uh, one interesting idea. So we'll come back to the the katana, but I want to first go back to the other question we asked in terms of whether or not you're supposed to... Like, is this even appropriate to rate the Kala? Right, like it seems very very strange. So the Gemara later on the same daf says Amr Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani, Amr Rabbi Onasan, muter kol shiva. It's permitted to gaze at the kala for all seven days of the shiva brachos, meaning even the wedding itself. Why? Kade chaviva al bala, in order to make the the her husband, be uh, um, to have more chavivas, more of an affinity towards her, more love for her. More affection for her. Before you go away thinking that that's okay, the says the Gemara the halacha is not like this opinion. Not only that, the Gemara we're going to see it's uh, it's, it's in fact usher to do that. It's uh, it's it's, it's usher to do it. You can't even look at the pinky of of a woman that's not mutter to you if it's going to turn you on. That's absolutely inappropriate. So, what's the Gemara then recommending that we do? So it could be, um, we've, we know, there's a difference between being mistakel and seeing. If you see the kala now, we're not talking about in an inappropriate way to, uh, to describe the kala but certainly if there are features that you noticed, I wouldn't, have, you know, I wouldn't hone in on the physical features. If you want to say, you know, if you, if you, um, you know, there, there, there are different ways... That you could maybe highlight it without highlighting it explicitly, if you could find some tactful way to do that, maybe that would be an etza. But to talk about her 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 mysim, if you witness something, to talk about something else, her sneos maybe, or some other good mida to make the husband happy. But clearly, the gemara here is not saying that we should rate the kala. That's not appropriate. Now. There are a bunch of things that changed, right? The, another strange line in the Gemara, Ravacha Markev Law, Kaspi Marakit, right? The Gemara says that Ravacha would put the Kala on his shoulders and dance. Some of the unfortunately, point out that it means that he would put her on a chair on his shoulders, which I wouldn't recommend most people do today, because even then the Gemara says, how can you do that? And the Gemara says, well, listen, for me, I'm the, I'm the, it's comparable to just putting a beam on my shoulders. And right? I'm not, you know, the, the, the Ravacha was on a level that, he didn't, you know, he didn't feel it. He didn't, you know, notice anything. Today, no one's on Ravacha's level. You can't do that. And so, the, the point is that uh, the, the point is that that, that, that's, that that wouldn't be considered appropriate today. Neither would gazing at the Kala be appropriate. Um, but there, um, just just to go back to some of the other Mefarshim. so I have the Mikubet says, and he explains the Machlokas, and he says... Um, you know, you can, you could, you should praise, even though the praises aren't completely accurate, because to her, they, to the husband, it might be, I mean, Iwe has an elaborate answer where he seems to, you know, where the, the Gemara, if you look at the Gemara itself, the Gemara actually paskins, um, like, um. Like Beis Hillel from the words of the Chachamim, and we see this makes it to halacha in the Shulchan Aruch. Abin Ezer, Samach Hayalav. It says mitzvah l'sameachasim v'khalav v'din v'din mei v'khalu ubo. So, so what what are the different topics that talks about here? So it says, how should you praise? So l'ra'akel b'fneym v'lo shehino eva chasuta. Perish min v'tisa chesed Right. So um you should say um you should say that kind of thing in front of him. And the Shechon says, even if she's not good looking. The Ramav just points out, So answering our other question, He would be in the Torah to go to the Chuppah because it's a huge mitzvah. You're you're, you're building Kla Yisrael through this union. Right? And and building families of Kla Yisrael. It's a huge, huge Kiddush Hashem. So he would go out of his way to do this. Take a look at the next halacha. Shulchan Arach, Eben Ezer, Salam Echei Bez, 65.2. Asr l'staka v'kala. It's asr the gaze the kala. v'kala. Avomutr l'staka b'tachshit n'shala o b'frias rosha. Says the tour. So you can, you, and the Ramah brings down, you can, um, you can look at, um, you want to look at something, you can look at her jewelry or her head covering. Great. Nothing else. Okay, so just so we understand the halacha. Before we finish, I want to take a look at this uh, the, the the fuller version that we find in Kala Rabasi. So Kala Rabasi, we find this in the tenth parak of Kala Rabasi, the first um, halacha there. So far, so good. How can you do that? Beis responds. you going enough. So this version of the of the Bryce that doesn't even mention if a person goes to the shuk. From um, the first, some of them pick, pick up on that point. That if the, um, the what's the difference between the shuk and just borrow, buying from the store? So the store maybe you can go back and you could exchange. But when it comes to the shuk, you might not find the person again. You won't be able to exchange. If they can't exchange, what are you going to do? You're going to say something negative, right? And um, the point is, uh, when it comes to the kala, you know he's not going to just exchange her chas v'shalom. Um, you know if he doesn't find ervas davar, he doesn't find something. Um, that's really, um, you know, a, a real reason to to, to divorce the kallah. If you didn't commit adultery, why would you? So why would you um, do anything? Uh, you know, to to end the marriage. So you should do something to save the marriage. So it says Beis Hilo, So So now we're saying not the Chachamim, but this version says the Beis Hilo said. Your The the your your you know your thinking should be along the lines of the brios. So you should think like them. Now here comes the, the Talmudic elaboration. Essentially elaborating on uh, Beis Shammai's question a little bit more, what if she's not good-looking? Like, how can you make a praise like that? Right? So how, how can you even say that? So the Gemara so the, so the answers, or, or this, this uh, version of the Masechta, Masechta Katana, Dilma avos. Right? Maybe she has good deeds. And, uh, you know, no, it could mean a bunch of things. Something, maybe there, there's something, there's nothing nice about her. Or no, maybe she comes from good And, right, maybe her personality, she, maybe she has a good personality. What's wrong with that? Right? Maybe we could assume assume something positive because we're not going to presume we're not going to be max like something that's negative to the person, right? So it could be it could be a million different positive things that could be implied by Noa veChasuda. So that's why base Hillel that's how Beis Hillel defends his point. So then we go go back to Beis Shammai. Omer Midavar. Does the does the pasuk say Mischeker harchek Midavar from falsehood? You should distance from a word. It doesn't say that. It says midvar sheker tirchak, Afilustam. So what does that mean? So it's not so clear, but apparently what Beishamah is is understanding is that the implications of midvar sheker tirchak is you can't even do something that um, is even considerably, or maybe even on, on a small level, maybe it's somewhat false. Right? It doesn't say keep far from falsehood. It says from a false matter you should, you should um, stay away, which apparently the implications, even if your point is inexplicit, but it's inexplicitly somewhat not true, right? if, even if it's slightly an exaggeration, so you shouldn't say it. So then how would Beishele respond to that, the apparent implications that Shama understands? Well, Omer, and Midrash Mishum v'naki Right, look at the context. The Gemara, the, the the pasuk says It says it in context of a court ruling, right? That you shouldn't lie because someone innocent might be uh, might, who should be exonerated won't be. So shop your dummy. So that's so. Let's say you're going to save someone who's innocent, right? This innocent kala. So midrash tirchak. Yeah, to 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 incriminate someone who shouldn't be incriminated, but this is to save someone. To save the Kala in, 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 the, in the eyes, to, to give her Chain in the eyes of her husband. So, in this context, you can. Alright, that sounds like a good response. So, it's interesting that Shamai doesn't respond to this. It sounds like Beishamai wouldn't concede. Alright, so Beishamai would say that. Or Bishamah, maybe going back to like what the Ritva says, maybe Bishamah doesn't think that this is a real danger issue. Are we really saving the kala? Maybe that's the point of contention. How urgent is this salvation, if we can call it that? So the Gemara then says, Why does Bishilal use a, a mashal of, of a business transaction? Right? Well, he doesn't need it. Can't you get this out of the Torah? De Tanya, Gadol, and even Hakadosh Baruch Hu like, isn't Shalom so great that even Hakadosh Baruch Hu lies, as it were, for peace to make her. She said, "Adonizakain, that my husband's old." Hashem changes the words to Anizakanti that Sarah said that she's old, right? Not to make Avram look bad, not to make Sarah look bad in front of Avraham. That's Deiraisa. you see it right out of Hashem. So that's, you know, you can't get an argument better than that, right? And, and we see that uh, Beishamai doesn't even uh, argue. You now you have to consider, you know, how does Beishamai, how would Beishamai respond to this uh, this diarisa? right? And maybe you could argue that Sarah was applying both, maybe? And maybe you can also argue, you know, that meaning Hashem's Shina of the of, um was not, so far off. Maybe you could argue that Hashem can do it. Maybe this uh, would have been really a bad thing if Hashem reported exactly as Sara said, because that would have been a real Shalom bias issue. Whereas, um not perfectly and pristinely and exaggeratingly praising the Kala, you know, that's not, we're not, we're not talking about Sakana Snavashas over here. Or even Sakana of the Shalom bias. Which might be both. So the point is that maybe that's what Beisham I would argue. So then the Gemara just answers to base Lomi boy, your dummy. Of course, it's good according to the Torah. But why does base quote a marshal of the business transaction? af even according to the creations, even to the humanistic approach, right? Even if you don't want the Torah, right? If, even if you say, ah, you know, but you know, uh, um, humans wouldn't agree to this. It's not a nice thing to lie. No, even according to people, shop your dummy, that this was something that people would do, klapla, that, that, that's how people would do it. Okay, and then the Gemara continues. Uh, the Masachda Talmud continues to talk about other issues, but this is the this is how the uh, the Kallah finishes. But what's the point? The point is that we it would seem, and we'll, this is a point that we'll have to return to. Maybe all things being equal, we don't like lying, right? But the question is, what about Mipnei Shalom? And in this case, that seems to be the issue, all right? So definitely. When we talk about rating the kala, we're not talking about rating the kala. We're talking about being mechabev the kala in the eyes of her husband. Right? That, that's the whole point of all of this. We want the chassan to be happy with his mekach. We, we want this marriage to last. That's the whole point. And we go as far as even saying, you have a wonderful kala. Of course it's inappropriate to describe a woman's physical features in a graphic way maybe, maybe if you want to say the kala looks lovely but even that I feel like you know, it's that's it, it, touching on not-sneas issues um, um, you know, maybe you could say that you um, you, you know, overheard the women saying that the kala looks beautiful I don't know, something, something or, or, you know, you got a real catch kala noah she seems like she has wonderful midos so many good things you can say but that's the point and the question is, do you have a specific praise that's true, or do you have a generic praise that can also be true? Right? That's what it comes down to. Beis Hillel seems to be saying, first of all, it's not even veering from the truth a little bit. And even if it is, the Pnei Shalom you can, because you know we have a, we're dealing with um, the Tzaddik Vinoki, we don't want to hurt the innocent. Beis Shami might argue that, no, you're, we are bending the truth, and we're bending the truth in a way that maybe it's not such an urgent issue. Right, so they I mean they could be arguing on on, on multiple accounts. According to the Maral and the Maharasha, um, so clearly there's not a lie here. It's all subjective anyway. So of course it's not a lie. Baishan, I will say no, there's a certain level of objectivity, maybe. And you shouldn't say something that you don't necessarily agree with. Alright? And basil is saying this is not an you know, this is not infringing upon Midvar Shekhir Tirchak. And when we get to the Kala Rabasi, it sounds like there's more here. Right, base Hillel is saying, even if it is Midvar Shekir Tirchak, that doesn't apply when you're saving someone. And even if you can argue that's not even Midvar Shekir Tirchak to begin with, but let's say it is Midvar Shekir Tirchak. So, first of all, again, let's go back. The praise can mean anything. Okay, so maybe it's indirectly Midvar Shekir Tirchak. Even if it is, right, which is what Bess contends, Bess Hillel will argue that you're saving a life here. Beishame will say, no, it's not, you know, we're not going that far. And that perhaps what it ends up being the makhlukes beshameh But At the end of the day, it's a good thing to go to a wedding. It's a good thing to praise the kala in front of the husband. It is a bad thing to put the kala on your shoulders nowadays. Bad thing to gaze at the kala, to stare at the kala, to rate the kala in a very coarse, um, um, crass way. That's something that we don't do. But, to create shalom and reus and chavivus between chassan and kala, that's a big mitzvah. It's something that we should go out of our way to do. And that is how you dance in front of the ka'ala. Okay, that takes us through what might have been an interesting shear. Hopefully it was, even though it was a little bit longer. In the meantime, um, we'll have to return to the issue of when we're mishana, when we uh, bend the truth a little bit. I think it's an important issue that can use more attention. But until next time, keep it real, keep talking, and most importantly, keep the Torah. Thank you for joining us here at The Database.